Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventative maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that cater to your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with the Rush Truck Center's service department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your location's details. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hello, people of the world. I am Rebecca Nichols. Welcome to my podcast show, Finding Nirvana. For me, personally, Finding Nirvana was more about unlearning and becoming who I was destined to be. It's about releasing the shackles and stepping into uncertainty, but with surety that everything is going to plan. The divine plan. It's about releasing fear and vibing high with love. It's about living your truth and being really fucking unapologetic, babe. It's about forgiveness, deep connection, mindfulness, meditation, and hacking your own health and well-being. This is your life, your journey. And on this show, I'm here to support you through sharing and shedding some light. I'm here to empower you to be the highest version of yourself. So stay tuned, subscribe, and tell your friends, because we are going on a journey. And it is a journey, and today on the podcast show, I am with Dr. Nicole LaPera, aka the Holistic Psychologist. Now, I found um, Nicole on Instagram, where she has grown an amazing following. I think I found you when you were like 20,000 and I've watched you grow now. Incredible um, to 70,000. So I'm just going to let Nicole introduce herself and tell you a little, little bit about her story and her background and how she's came, she's come up with this idea of self-healing and self-healers, this hashtag self-healers which I think is how I found you, or maybe that hashtag or another hashtag, or holistic healing or whatever, which is, seems to be a trend right now, right? Um, and something that I believe in myself and I've done myself on my own journey to healing. Um, so, Nicole, tell me a little about, about yourself and how it all started. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having it's mind-boggling to me you found me at 20,000 I don't think in a million years I would have imagined coming on to Instagram that I would have ever achieved obviously I'd hope to you know but hearing that number and then I've surpassed it so again I always kind of acknowledge I don't take the you know kind of the full range of credit for that because truly to speak to your point I think people are just so ready for you know a different way to heal and different options yeah whether it's in terms of our physical health you know and the whole medical community and obviously the field I'm in our mental wellness um, I think it's just a statement of how ready people are and how the old yeah. way, if you will, isn't working. So very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, traditionally I, I was trained as all, I have a, a PhD in clinical psychology. So, you know, anyone out there has heard of or been to, you know, a psychologist, I was definitely trained in that very traditional path. Um, and as I was joking with you before our call, I've always kind of found myself orbiting a little bit around the outskirts of that. 
um, I had two real pivotal moments um, that really have shifted me into where I'm at now. And one was the discovery of the concept and practice of, of mindfulness, of, of a meditation. Yeah. Um, fairly early on in my clinical training career, really started to realize how important that was. I am on, on my personal history side. I'm someone who has struggled with anxiety my entire life. Um, I've had my fair share of panic attacks, so I know how terrible and uncomfortable that is. So, you know, mindfulness for me was a big wake up call and I started to realize that this is something important that I need to start to use in my clinical practice. Um, but what really brought me to the holistic world and, you know, the concept of self healing is honestly my own healing journey. I had, you know, some really kind of crazy, scary health things that had started to happen to me several years ago now while I was well into practicing um, that I really started to realize were um, resulting from my lifestyle choices, the food mm. I was eating, the food I wasn't eating, right? You know, everything yeah. I was doing and yeah. not doing in terms of my sleep, my stress, um, to the point that, you know, even this great concept of mindfulness and obviously being a psychologist, I thought I was yeah. self-aware, right? So yeah. these tools just didn't actually allow me to heal in, in terms of the depth of healing that I think a lot of us need to do. And it wasn't until yeah. I started to incorporate those changes and obviously been went on embarked on my own self-healing journey um, that yeah. I really shifted my practice. And that's why I'm promoting that now because I truly believe that every individual Amazing. out there, if armed with the right information, can literally yeah. heal themselves. Very yeah. cool. Totally. And I know that um, just through like reading all your posts and, and like there's a story there um, that I really, that really resonated with me as well. Like just about your childhood and the, that, that side of things. So like, you know, and I know that I, I read some of your comments and, and that you're just really there for the community, which is such a beautiful thing. Like I just, I, I don't even know how you find the time mm. to actually respond to every single comment and, and put that energy into that. It's just amazing. Cause like, you don't even have to do that, but I just, it's just like, wow. Um, and I know we, we've both read some um, of the same books and sort of like, we have this idea about epigenetics, of course, and how that's kind of really huge right now. And hopefully the future of medicine mm -hmm. <laughs> and how we look at medicine. Right. And um, yeah. So, you know, I grew up similar maybe to you, like a bit of a toxic background. Um, my mom had mental health issues. So, you know, what made you want to go into clinical psychology? Was it something like that? Like, you know, was you fascinated with the human behavior from mm -hmm. because of your own story or was it just because you wanted to help people? I mean, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, it's hard because I, my, my, my surface answer to this question is always, I am one of those maybe possibly more unique people that always just kind of knew what I wanted to do. And, you know, it was always gonna, psychology. And I think, you know, what I attributed it to, at least again, on the surface was, I was always very fascinated with the mind and with people and like how I thought and how other people were different than me from a very young age. Um, mm. And, you know, I obviously took, the, I, I had one psychology class offered in my high school. I took that, I entered, you know, undergrad as a declared psychology major. So I was always kind of objectively on that that career path but you know I think the more I, I understand about my history and look into the dynamics of it you know it possibly was my intuition was speaking obviously sending me on that path but I think yeah it definitely could have been related to um kind of my childhood my family experience anxiety was rampant in my household like I said earlier I am right I struggled with it myself so I'm sure there was a lot of bit, you know a little bit of a lot of factors that that kind of confirmed that this was the path for me 
Mm. And sometimes I even think we chose our parents. I don't know how you feel about that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I totally agree. Weeks. I totally agree. Okay. I think, okay. You know, when I, when <laughs> I, I look at it while on yeah. the surface, you know, obviously I'm always talking about, okay, my child experience resulted in this. I, you know, I do think it was, it was definitely part of, of my chosen journey in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a bit of a hard concept for people to get their heads around as well, that a lot of the things that have happened to us, and even though they might be quite traumatic, are actually valuable lessons and and all part of our the our path, uh, you know, our, our journey here on on Earth, um, because we choose to come here and experience life on all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's but there's 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 this whole concept that I have that our pain could be our greatest power in many ways, um, or we can transmute our pain into power. Um, and so I get, I guess it's like when you've experienced so much trauma in your life and then you come to look for help, like, okay, a psychologist, whatever. Um, where do you think that the people are stuck at the most of actually making actionable changes to their life? Do you, I mean, I suppose traditional psychology can sit there and listen, but where is there the, the need for more change in terms of in, in the industry that you, you that you work in? Where do you mm-hmm. think it needs to go in order for people to really see massive different cha- change and transformation in their lives? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I too agree that, you know, it's, it's our pain, it's our experiences that we can really kind of reframe, you know, and see as, as our greatest learning experience. It's ultimately mm-hmm. our greatest strength. So I say that to answer one of my one of the, I guess, realizations of why people are stuck um, mm. is because of our, our minds, you know, and our yeah. mindsets and the way we're conceptualizing things. And our mind can keep us stuck from even embarking on a journey of or admitting to ourselves, I should say, the first basis of a hurdle, right? Admitting to ourselves that, you know, we, we need to change in some way. Um, and our mind can also keep us stuck in terms of integrating the new habits and moving forward. And as counterintuitive as it sounds, you know, people yeah. are feeling bad and want to get better. But honestly, it's in the process of getting better that our mind really does, I think, inhibit our growth. So that's the one level. Yes. And I always say I work holistically. So mind body. So that's the yes. mind stuck piece. And then honestly, yeah. I think the body provides another another set of hurdles. Like I said, it wasn't until I had my body working the way I always put it is working for me in mm. alignment, in balance, yeah. you know, yeah. and I removed a lot of the things that I was doing that was keeping everything literally, as well. yeah, my energy, yeah. my hormones yeah. out of whack, yeah. you know, and so I do think that that's another reason why people are stuck. They might have the yeah. psychological tools, but yeah. honestly, they're working against their mm. physiological body, whether you're like you're saying it's energy or yeah. physiology or yeah. hormones or inflammation. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on and on. Oh my God. Yeah. And so like, you know, I, I'm here in the UK and you're in the US and I, it's a completely different, like even model of how the healthcare is in the UK to the US. Um, but at the same time, they, they both have the same principles, which is, mm-hmm okay let's look at these symptoms <laughs> and let's mm-hmm. fix these symptoms right yep and mm-hmm. um they're not looking at the human as the whole right mm-hmm. and 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 we we understand that you know we aren't just these symptoms we are you know looking at someone completely holistically um and what's going on in your life you know what emotionally are you carrying what have you suffered and lately you know like 
a general practitioner is not going to be able to really help you. And that's what we have in, in the UK. We call them GPs. So they're just general practitioners, you know, mm-hmm. they're not experts. By the time you've mm-hmm. gone to see an expert, you know, you don't know how long that's going to be, by the way. And even they might not even be able to get to the course of what mm-hmm. is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And then you have so many different doctors for so many different parts of your body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, and this is why the beautiful thing about self-healing um, and this information that is now out there and accessible to people and part of what why I share so much about it is to really get people to that go inward right <laughs> and we're both big fans of um the young Pablo <laughs> and his mm-hmm, work mm-hmm. um because um you know um if, we, if we're sitting with our own thoughts long enough if we're really aware of you know not suppressing things with other things you know I mean I don't know about you but I spent a long time with the drugs and the alcohol mm-hmm, um, for, mm-hmm. for a long time you know trying mm-hmm. to deal with the trauma from my childhood and whatever else um and that just kind of was my go-to for a lot of trauma you know I'm just gonna try Absolutely. and mm-hmm. block it out and suppress that um, right I was gonna say the detachment was my my uh, coping mechanism du jour I learned it from my mom and right that's that was my way of attaching the detaching right I could yeah. numb, I could avoid I could stuff and I got you know what really really good at it yeah and um everyone's got something that they will do to to alleviate whatever they're feeling and then there's one thing that um I why seeked and went into energy healing and um was just for the fact my own story as well like you know <laughs> understanding um that I had to deal with a lot of my demons <laughs> I had to mm-hmm. sit with them that dark night of the soul and you know mm-hmm. the shadow the shadow work which is really the necessary work right Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely uh, and you know it it did take me about four years and so I think when we want to embark on this journey and we really do want healing I think um something that you advocate is the, is patience mm-hmm. um because um, you're dealing with a, maybe a lifetime of trauma right I don't know <laughs> yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so it's not it's not going to happen overnight so you know what would your advice be to someone who's who's just really wants to change and doesn't want to deal with mm-hmm. the pain anymore and how would they what was the first step or like number one a yeah, piece of advice to someone mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, yeah I, I agree with you I think I'm always going on and on about the concept of patience because I think one one universal regardless of where you are in the world listening right now I think yeah. one universal um kind of a human characteristic is what I call you know we are creatures of immediacy and especially when we're when we're in discomfort or you know life isn't looking the way we want it to look naturally we all want to feel better soon and I do think that that's sometimes why these kind of quick fix models and mentalities and to speak to your point right treating the symptoms and you know mm. taking the aspirin to make it better or drinking whatever it ends up being I think that they become so appealing because yeah. on some level they do allow us to feel better immediately yeah and I think unfortunately the process of healing like you're saying is is a process we have to really acknowledge and I actually had someone come in to, to a session with me yesterday who mm-hmm. said, you know, you said something last week that finally, I think, sunk in, um, right. which was yeah. that, you know, I had, I finally, you know, accepted 
that it took me the better part of a decade to kind of unspiral to the place I'm at now. Yeah. So I can't expect to, you know, yeah. kind of go home and be all better or yeah. changed by tomorrow. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that's part of it. So my, 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 what I'm always going on and on about is, is small, consistent steps daily, right? T- making yes. those small promises to yourself. I think that is yes. whatever it is, whether you want to change yeah. your diet or you want to get to sleep earlier yeah. or you want to, you know, build a meditation practice or yeah. whatever it is that you're trying to do, the way to yeah. get there, like I said, is the consistency model, meaning this yes. is going to be a practice that you have to do yeah. daily, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. To get to that place where you finally do feel better somewhere down the line, yeah. but to do yeah. so, you have to manage expectations because again acknowledging you're not feeling good I think the human naturally wants to add the list of 10 things to do to feel better and they get so inherently disappointed with themselves when they can't maintain it so I'm always going on and on whatever you're trying to do or implement or change pick a small place to start and make a promise to yourself that you're going to do that one small thing yeah yeah right for the next 15 20 days until that now small thing is a habit and then add another thing in and yeah that is where to start i love i love that philosophy and um I teach I teach um, this the Reiki philosophy and the chakras to to many people and just setting up an online community so people can have access to my teachings and even at an affordable rate because I never want anyone to think that you know it costs hundreds and thousands of pounds to get better mm-hmm. and I think that's the old model as well like you know you spend why would you want to spend years in therapy why would you want to spend years in therapy mm-hmm. you don't want to spend and it's mm-hmm. is it going to get you anywhere. Is it mm-hmm. actually, you know, I do believe it doesn't take years and years and years. I do believe it takes, I don't know, it, it depends on the level of consciousness you're willing to go to, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what comes up for a lot of people is that old story, right? It's, it's So it's the reprogramming of the subconscious mind that we knew, understand is probably the most important thing because your mind will always want to go back to that place that was familiar and comfortable and mm-hmm. safe and that they knew, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's like changing that dialogue um the one thing I work with and I know that you know um is affirmations um mm-hmm. and so you know just post-it notes or <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. writing a few down in your diary or creating a wallpaper on your phone or um other great little tips as well kind of like putting them in your in a like a and like an event in your phone so it will just pop up as a reminder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like that that you know because we're always when we but also let's talk about triggers because <laughs> I know <laughs> that we are going to continue to get triggered throughout this life and even if we're on this healing journey something's going to pop up right that's going to remind you of what happened mm-hmm. you know um and now I'm I'm kind of in a really good place because I know I'm going to get triggered and I will get triggered. Something will remind me, a smell, a song, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just your brain will instantly go back to that place. And then you feel like it, your body doesn't know the difference, right, between something that's happened and doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing going forward if you want to manifest. And we can talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, what would your advice be around like th- those really trauma feelings and like Mm -hmm. I mean I know you're big on the breath work and that kind of works for me too but what would your advice be to someone there yeah in terms of triggers for sure I think so 
that the way I always kind of word is we can't we can't we can't control a lot of things. We really can only control stuff, but we definitely can't control light, right? And like you're saying, mm. it is that smell, it is that restaurant, it is that song, it is that date, you know, in time that is going to happen regardless if we want it to or not. And that's yeah. what we mean when we say what it, what is a trigger, right? It's again, it's, yeah. it's something that's happening in our current moment that is touching, you know, a, a past experience, whether it was one huge traumatic one or an accumulation of past experiences that, like you're saying, might as well be the case now. It kind of imprints mm. our past on our present. So I think that they are hugely problematic because they do oftentimes send us right down that more aggressive, regressive, right, mm. uh, network of thoughts that then trigger the same, you know, kind of consistent negative, not helpful feeling and then behaviors. And, you know, I think it's really frustrating when that happens because a lot of us can, you know, feel so different and feel so progressed and feel so evolved. And then this trigger happens. So, yeah, I think in terms of, I, I think ideally, you know, we can all uh, reframe what a trigger means to yes. us. And the, the reframe that I offer is it, they're literally our teachers, right? They show mm. us parts of ourselves that is still unhealed or yeah. still that remnant of that past. However, the critical part is, is, you know, in our now choosing a different response. That's how we yes. change. That's how we start yeah. to rewire, right? Those subconscious yep. patterns. We have yeah. to start to do differently at some point. So I think huge first steps are being aware of our triggers, right? And learning how to, through a mindfulness or a meditative practice, learning how to observe them. So we have a sense of why it is that, you know, every time my house is messy, I scream and yell, you know, there's some meaning there. So let's understand mm. what they are. Yeah. But then we have to start to engage with them differently, meaning, yeah. right, we have to step back out of sometimes a very big feeling that has, you know, that is erupting in that moment. And breath work is hugely important. Yes. And that is our one tool that mm. literally allows us to regulate our body's physiology. And I think yes. that's so incredibly important, right, yeah. so that then we can reaccess that frontal lobe, that part of our yeah. brain that has yeah. choice that can say, okay, while I might want to scream and yell because my house is messy, mm -hmm. I can now choose, right, a different response. And yeah. the more consistently we choose that new response, now this is what we're talking about in terms of changing our patterns and changing mm -hmm. them down to the neural network level. Yeah, and I think it's like putting, them putting the power back in your hands. It's not giving the power yes. away to what's happened or them or, what you know, mm -hmm. it's, you always have a choice that's kind of like what yes. we're saying isn't it that you always have a choice in that moment and yeah I mean look there's as a, as a single mom to two and my house is never really tight <laughs> I can relate to the screaming when your house is a mess <laughs> but um but you yeah, know even how I like situations where I I, I would like want to scream even at my son because he's done something wrong or go and I'll go right Rebecca just walk away and do deep breaths mm -hmm, and you know mm -hmm, it's kind mm -hmm, of more mm -hmm. a good example for him as well and not repeat um you know how I was raised in so many ways I was trying to kind of like do it differently and be mm -hmm. more mindful and have this mm -hmm. conscious parenting you know I know you're not mm -hmm. a parent and you've mm -hmm. made a choice not to be but um you know this is where we have to move forward right as as to evolve as human and coexist in peace is to really work on the families and look at look at your life look at your yep. look at your immediate life mm -hmm. what goes on in your mm -hmm. home you know make that place sacred and peaceful right. and yep. um the energy good you know and then you can go yes. around the world mm -hmm. and, and make a difference in the world but you know it always starts uh, in, in the home you know and I had not a great <laughs> model model of for my mum but then she didn't have a great model 
And so, you mm-hmm. know, it's just we repeat, don't we, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time. So, you know, I, I made a commitment to, to changing for, for my children's sake, you know, because I knew right. I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't be like my mom. Right. <laughs> that's, the best gift that you, that's the best gift that you can you can I think in my opinion you know give give a child and I always say that too I mean people want to ask me you know how do I change someone else or I do have a lot of parents that reach out to me how do I you know teach my kids this and my answer always is by modeling it by living yeah. your own yeah. truth in that way yeah. right by healing yourself so whether it's you know, your partner that you think you want to change, you can't. It's really yeah. just you doing differently, whether or not it's your child. And I say this because I think a lot of times under the best intentions, a lot of parents, you know, kind of object or overtly tell the child do or not do whatever X, Y, or Z. But then in behavior, they're communicating a they whole do. different <laughs> story. Uh, so yeah, it's confusing. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's really just about modeling. Your child is watching yeah. you. So if you are healing and if you are being as conscious, you know, as, as you can, your child yeah. is gonna is gonna learn that, and that is so yeah. incredible. Get such an incredible gift to give it. Yeah. To give it a yeah. new human. Yeah. No, exactly. And I know even like the beginning of like, I wasn't the who I was when I had my son, and so there's a lot of things that you know I feel kind of maybe a little bit bad for. But you know, even like even that is not great. Okay. So you know, you might you might come across people that are dealing with a lot of shame and a lot of guilt, and I think these can be um the worst kind of feelings you know because um you know we can't go back and change what we've done mm-hmm. um if we'd known known better we would have done mm-hmm. better right mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were learning from people who didn't know any better whatever so um you know I find that even people come to me they're dealing with a lot of shame and guilt over a lot of things that have happened and mm-hmm. you know we are we are human <laughs> we mm-hmm. are not perfect we are human and so um you know I truly believe that you know if we no matter how bad we fall and and you know mm-hmm. mess up I believe that we can you know start again try again just mm-hmm. try as hard and it might not be easy and you might like you know take you a little bit longer than someone else but you're like you're right it's about commitment one thing for me was nutrition and I love the way you spoke about that um Talk to me about your journey with your body and, and transforming your health, because I know I've read a little bit about it on your Instagram that you used to be a lot bigger and I know you work out a lot now. And I believe in definitely make, moving my body and physical activity for my mm-hmm. mind as well. So what made you want to get like fit or healthy in, in that sort of sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've been someone who's, you know, been athletic my whole life. I played sports through college. So I've always had, you know, movement into my world, but I always have also, I've grown up, you know, with one of my, one of my, it's like my unconscious, pro, subconscious programs that I really had to overcome was a lot around limitations. And I come from a family that has a lot of chronic illness in it and a right. lot of medical, medical health, um, death related anxieties. So wow. that, the way that translated to me was literally a, a, a subconscious belief, you know, in my body's capabilities or in some scenarios lack thereof, right? I had the, I was kind of drank the Kool-Aid of the genetic model, right? This is right. what my body was capable of. This is what it yeah. could look like. This is what it couldn't look like, you know, and that applied to, to kind of all things in terms of my physical health. You know, I had headaches constantly because my mom does. I, I told myself all right. the time. So, yeah, you inherited right, it. So, like, yeah. 
that just, you know, and, and again, I had no to pick and I wanted to go back to something you said earlier. I think that having choice and that's the most empowering part of the yeah. healing process. So I am always going on and on. So realizing for me, so I said the thing about being athletic. So I always kind of moved. I like playing sports, um, things like that. I was always somewhat, you know, as, as much chronic illness was in my family, my mom was always looking to feel better. So that brought her down a lot of natural solutions and things like that. None of them worked, of course, but so I was always aware of health, you know, in whether or not it was the dark side of it or the possible treatment side of it. So yeah. I was always semi-aware. So I was probably several years ago now, I started to have really concerning physical symptoms. Um, I fainted on a couple occasions. That's never happened to me in the past. That was really pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and I, my brain just started to feel, I was actually in the middle of a session with a client. I was in the middle of a sentence and I know it's natural. You forget what you're saying and you kind of like, you know, make, you know, figure out what you're going to say next. But yeah, I had this really crazy, like my, my brain went blank this way. I never felt it. Um, experience. So that really, of course, can, if you can imagine my uh, health anxiety shot through the roof wow. and I dove into all of this research and I was like, what is going on with me? Obviously I diagnosed myself with everything <laughs> from brain tumor to brain cancer. You know, I was surely on my last days, you know, I was no, scared to be wow. honest. Yeah. Um, so at that point I really started to like look into, okay, what is going, what could be going on yeah. physically for me, which I finally then found the path of nutrition and really evaluated yeah. it. Um, my, the choices I was making in terms of food. Yep. Um, but like I said, I was always kind of active, but not to the extent that I am now. I realized that, okay, I need to be, I need to build activity in some version, whether it's walking or working yeah. out into pretty much every day. Um, so I need yeah. to sleep, you know, sleep. So I really shifted my, my whole lifestyle because yeah. honestly, because my health was declining in a way that scares me. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, and I've been in that situation. So I understand that actually. That, that too was, I mean, I found for me it was a gift. It was a way for me to wake up in, in mm -hmm. a sense and look at myself, not just physically, but look at myself emotionally. And I know I shared my, my story, like I experienced a lot of trauma um, in a very short space of time. And I just hadn't been processing a lot of the emotions of that trauma. Mm -hmm. I'd been suppressing a lot of it. My moon's in Capricorn. So <laughs> we're kind of like, we're like, suppress, suppress, suppress. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, and now I'm like understanding and even more a little bit about that. And I know it's the new moon today. So I've been feeling, um, <laughs> actually, I'm kind of very much in sync with the moon as a woman. So I, I bleed on the new moon. Um, and it just, so what happens I wake up this morning and I'm bleeding I'm like yeah that makes sense you know and I've been feeling me too very oh wow how crazy mm -hmm. is that but hello yes all right my, my daughter's here just moaning in the background she's been still for a bit though she's been quiet and um yeah well you know I'm just even getting into that sort of stuff as a woman like understanding how we're all connected to that the moon and the cycles it's it's fascinating I've probably got a whole another podcast on, on talking about that <laughs> you know um but I do encourage people to look there and understand that as well I mean if there's 28 days in a lunar cycle in our periods and there's 28 days in a lunar cycle then you know it's con it's connected one way or another and I think you know the more you go into this the more you, your eyes are open up to so many different things um and nutrition is in terms of energy is connected to the root chakra and your root chakra is your foundation it's your ground and it's your connected it's your connection to the physical a uh, physical earth you know um and it, it keeps us it keeps us gives us vitality and so there's one thing i know you advocate a lot for which is probiotics and i'm saying and but also like the vitamins the b12 and all those mm -hmm. other vitamins that are kind of like 
didn't have yeah. for a long time because I was having this vegan diet and, and I completely excluded I don't know how many food groups um and I kind of I didn't realize I was having this poor relationship with food you know I was like oh that's good that's bad and I can't eat that and whatever but I wasn't really sub you know supplementing anywhere for the the, the stuff that I wasn't getting anymore and it wasn't until I radically changed my diet as well that sort of everything kind of aligned with 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 me in terms of my health and um so yeah I, I just I just feel like it's it's um it's insane that we don't understand how nutrition has a, this role on the mind and mm-hmm. actually I've got a very a very good friend oh, who's going to be coming onto the podcast soon who will also be talking about nutritious she's got mm-hmm. a company called nutritious minds and she's a neuroscientist who works mm-hmm. specifically in terms of like what you understand in neuroplasticity plasticity and how the brain is and what brain's made up of and what we need to feed our brains. So definitely amigas and all those things. But yeah, yeah like more, absolutely. I guess it's just mm-hmm. a functional approach to health rather than, um, you know, oh, pop a pill here, pop a pill there, pop a pill there, mm-hmm. and that will mm-hmm. fix you. It's never going to do that. So mm-hmm. it's just really great to obviously have all these different stories from people who've come from here decided to make different choices in their life and absolutely transformed their lives mm-hmm. and so what what's the what's the future for Nicole I know I spoke to you and said like definitely a book in the making for you because I think it's an incredible <laughs> story and you've got some incredible teachings what do you see where, where do you see yourself being what would you like to do yeah absolutely I mean like I said because my one of my biggest uh wants desires passions if you will is to really empower people to the reality that they have choice and they can heal on their own you know I think the future for me well first of all being able to develop the community that I have already developing an amazing online is hugely important because I think part of it my own spheres included it can be really isolating to be walking this journey of self-healing because not everyone's doing it society is not I don't think uh is not a conducive in some areas we have to you know yes. walk away from friendships we're not at the bar and happy I know and things like that all the time so yeah I think it can be really lonely so you know the future always means keeping the community aspect having the place where people can go and connect with people that are you know living like the same experience yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah and then I mean where I want to evolve to and I'm actually working on it right now I'm going to be releasing some kind of self-directed courses so that people can you know take themselves and and feel like there's a way and a process to to engage in their own self-healing journey. So that's definitely to come. Um, and then obviously a book, I would love to have a book happen and workshops and like <laughs> intensive experiences like that. I always want to make sure that people feel like they have the tools um, to kind of self-pace them themselves, essentially through their own healing process. So that is the future. Yeah, and no, honestly, I think it's the future. I think it's going to be the future of, of, you know, one of my, I guess my, my grander plan is that I hope to really affect change in, in the mental wellness field. I mean, to speak yes. to your point about, you know, having practitioners that are finally talking about gut health and all of that, you know, the, the large yes. reason why it's not happening already, to be perfectly honest, is because we're not taught that. This is nowhere in any training program of any professional, whether or not you're at the PhD level or you have yeah. your your licensed social worker or you have your master's and you're practicing or honestly medical school either is just completely absent so yeah. I'm just hoping that on the grander scale that this can shift and change and this can be I mean, included because I think that practitioners yeah. aren't equipped with the information to be honest they're not and and I feel like 
I mean, I talk to a lot, I talk to a lot of GPs and medical practitioners, and I mean, I'm kind of like I'm always giving them a lot of questions, and I, I'm asking a lot of questions as well because I think you know when you go into um, someone who's you know medical profession, you you expect them to you know know what they're doing or whatever. But now, I can we even really trust the medical profession in so many ways? Mm-hmm. Um, I know the intention is there for them to do to to mean well, and I, I know that from my own experience but I like I know I'm when presented with new science and new information I find a lot of it's being disregarded and then it's just kind of a lot of like oh we that's just crazy talk and whatever but you know I'd let, yes I mean there's more evidence there's more proof isn't there and it's just kind of coming through but yeah I mean science definitely is more about a community not just this is written in stone but it's evolving as we evolve mm-hmm. it, should, it mm-hmm. should change and so I do feel like that like the the education side of it is kind of very much sponsored by pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> so how much of it? <laughs> so how much of it is going to change? I don't know because as long as you know drug companies can make money. <laughs> um, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I, I read something today which was quite interesting. I think it was Peter Crone. Was it Crone? But he was part of the Hill documentary. I don't know if you saw the Hill documentary. I did. I did. Amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. And so he was saying, well, you know, if 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 healthcare was something that the pharmaceutical companies were were really you know pushing for then when drug sales drop they should be celebrating but I'm pretty sure they're not <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure they're not either uh-huh. <laughs> are we creating um healthcare or sick care um mm-hmm. so it's 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 where we have to always look at ourselves and I you know and I speak to a lot of people who just want to come off medications whatever kind of medication it is that they don't want to be stuck on this medication or yeah. just even because mm-hmm. the side effects of medication um what would your advice be to someone who does want to come off medication? What would be the first thing you would say to them? Absolutely. I think, you know, addressing back to the nutrition piece, I think that's going to be play a really, really pivotal role, um, you know, in, in coming off of the medications. Because like I said, I do think that there are figuring out the underlying cause of whatever the symptom, quote unquote, is that you're experiencing is so hugely helpful. And like I said, I think that underlying cause has something often to do with an imbalance in our physical bodies. So really paying yeah. attention to our gut health, to what we're eating, to what damage we're doing, um, to what could be out of balance, out of whack. I think that's a, a huge pivotal starting point. And obviously, yeah. once you're able to take those steps consistently enough, of course, to give your body some balance, um, yeah. I think then, you know, most of the time, honestly, what happens is whatever symptom you're being medicated for can literally just not be the case anymore. Mm, no, I understand. And I would never recommend anyone just stop cold turkey, any kind of medication. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not our advice to do that, of course. And, you know, people do come to me saying the same thing. And I, um, I use a lot of herbs and obviously um, I believe all the medicine is in the food. And obviously I supplement um probiotics is definitely 100% a must I think in everyone's diet I, I even give it to my daughter she's six months you know just the sachets mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. um digestive system digestive system is your immune system isn't it I mean we're just yeah <laughs> yes it's kind of and the, the whole serotonin thing um I don't know too much about it but it's kind of more or less is made in the gut isn't it um, so, yeah mm-hmm. um right I know I mean there's probably be so much we can talk about today but we're, we're so we're limited on time um but of course you know I'm, I'm just so grateful for you and the knowledge you put out because it's really in depth and it you you really are there for the people and so I, I guess 
if anyone's listening and wherever they're at, if it's a mental illness or they're having gut problems or digestive problems, all those sort of things, you know, I think looking at our thoughts always, as I say, people looking at our thoughts, looking at our feelings, checking in with ourselves more than anything and, and checking out, but in a, in a safe space, in a sacred space, you know, um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. kind of have my little rituals and habits, which I need to do. Like, you know, I need that if it's only 30 minutes every day just to sit with my own thoughts, to journal. And I mm-hmm. know you're big on the journaling thing. Um, mm-hmm. And just, just, to, just to clear the mind, right? And just to just get it out. It's one thing is just getting out of you and wh- whatever that may look like. I remember being pregnant and having all sorts of fears and feelings coming up like, with lots of different things that were going on at the time. And I just would write and write and write mm-hmm. and write. And that's all I could do. But, you know, it just made me feel good. Because if you've got all these thoughts going on in your head and they're not going anywhere, they're just kind of it's like that monkey mind thing, isn't it? You kind of want to, mm-hmm. you've got you've to tame it <laughs> or talk Absolutely. to it in so many mm-hmm. ways. <laughs> and so, um, no, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a journey. So, guys, if you're listening, just... Just be prepared to go on that journey. Be patient with yourself. Be kind with yourself. That's one thing I always say to people, like, mm-hmm. when they feel like they're not making any progress, um, you know, we should talk about just just stick to it. Stick to one or two things and just do that every day and build on that. Um, do follow Nicole's page, and I'll put some information, obviously, in um, in the podcast. You straight link to her Instagram where she has a great big massive community of people (laughs) who in fact are just so supportive of each other it's one thing I love when I go on there and I get time to sit there and go through the comments that people just reaching out for each other because they understand the importance of when you're going on this journey that you've got people who are just rooting for you um which is a beautiful thing actually and and, and what, what the world needs as well because um and Tony Robbins says giving is living Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of my favorite little word at the moment um whatever we can give and Nicole you give so much to people so thank you so much so much gratitude for you and thank you so much for your time today I really really appreciate you being here with me of course I so appreciate you and to share this me. message like to the world I, yeah that's exactly every you know I I love having conversations with people like-minded people but I mean helping me to spread this message is amazing so thank you thank you and um well we will be speaking again soon I'm sure (laughs) Mm -hmm. you take care and um yeah any questions guys you can probably get hold of Nicole and all her details on her Instagram yes absolutely again soon stay healthy stay aligned and divine Introducing the new three-for-one bundle from Xfinity. Save big on unlimited internet and streaming when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash three-for-one, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer, restrictions apply.